in the text there occurs the next hadith, and they both report, Al-Bukhari and Muslim both report from the hadith of Itban. That Allah, the Most High, that Allah has forbidden for the fire one who says, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to worship except Allah, seeking by that the faith of Allah. Quoted by Bukhari and Muslim. Find it in Bukhari, volume 1, hadith number 417. And you find it in Muslim, volume 1, hadith number 1384. And it's a longer hadith. And the author just quotes a part of it. And the explainer says, Itban was Ibn Malik, Ibn Amr, Ibn Ajlan, and he was from the Amsar, from Banu Salim. And he was a famous, Itban was a famous companion, and died in the Khilafah of Muawiyah, radiallahu anhu. And the hadith which you find in Bukhari, if you go back to this hadith, you'll find it mentioned there that he used to pray along with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And then he became too weak, his, his eyesight became too weak for him to go out and pray along with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa It became difficult to go, for him to go to the, to the mosque. So he made a request of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that he should come to his house and pray there for him. So, so that he should take his, a place in his house as a place where he himself could pray in his own house. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa did that for him. And you find that in the hadith. He's saying, the explainer says, and they, they both report from the hadith of Ithban, that, that Allah, will, has, Allah has made forbidden for the fire one who says that none has a right to worship except Allah, seeking by that the faith of Allah. He's saying, they both report, meaning Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And this is a long hadith which the author here has abridged and is mentioned only from, from it only that which agrees with the chapter heading being the excellence of Tawfid. His saying has occurred. He says, and this is its true meaning. This is its true meaning which is proven by this word. That one who says, La ilaha illallah, seeking by that the faith of Allah, meaning he says it, says it sincerely. Purely and sincerely. He says, and this is what is meant by its meaning, that one should say it purely and sincerely, making it pure, making one's worship purely for Allah and denying shirk by saying it. By saying that kalima, one should be denying shirk. And one should say it with truth and sincerity. And saying it, one should make one's worship purely for him alone. And these are things which are inseparable from it. One of them cannot be found without the other. I mean, when a person who says a kalima, says a shahada, la ilaha illallah, he should be a person who says it truly. He truly means it when he says it. And he is pure and sincere in his worship. He doesn't say la ilaha illallah with his tongue, and then he breaks it with his action. He worships others besides Allah with his actions. This should not be the case. Rather, he should say it truthfully, not, not saying it with his tongue, but in his heart he, he doesn't believe it like the hypocrite. Rather, he should say it because he truly believes it. And when he says it, he should keep to it in his worship. That he should worship none besides Allah, making his worship purely for him. And these two things are inseparable, truth and sincerity. So one of them will not be found without the other. Because if a person is not pure in his worship, 
truth. And if he is not truthful and sincere in saying this, then he will be a hypocrite. And the one who is pure in his worship, he is the one who says it, says the Shahada, and he makes his worship purely and sincerely for Allah alone. For the one who, who is such that nobody else besides him deserves that worship. And he is Allah the Most High. And this is the Tawheed. That is the foundation of Islam. About which Al-Khalil Ibrahim salam said, رَبَّنَا وَجْعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ Surah Al-Baqarah where Ibrahim made the supplication, O our Lord, and make us Muslims, submitting to your command, obedient to you, and not associating anything in worship with you. And make from our descendants a, a, a people who are likewise pure in their worship of you. And Bilqis said, because the saying of Bilqis, Rabbi inni zalamtu nafsi wa aslamtu ma'a Sulaiman lillahi rabbil alameen. From Surah An-Naml, the 27th Surah, Ayah 44. All his ayahs mention the word Islam. He's saying what the word Islam means, what the whole religion of Islam means. It means making one's worship sincerely and purely for Allah alone. So he quoted her saying where she said, Oh my Lord, I have wronged myself. But now I have submitted, I have aslam to. I have submitted, along with Sulaiman, to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. And have followed the religion, following the religion of Sulaiman, worshipping Allah alone, and not associating anything in worship with him. As Tafsir says, Tafsir bin Kathir, and so on. And as the Khalil Ibrahim alayhi salam said, then he quotes Surah Al-An'am, the sixth Surah, Ayah 79. إِنِّي وَجَّحْتُ وَجْهِيَ لِلَّذِي فَطَرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ حَنِيفًا وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ The Hanif Ibrahim alayhi salam said again, Indeed, I have turned my face sincerely in worship to the one who created the heavens and the earth. Hanifan, meaning a person who I am free from shirk. I am free from committing shirk. And I am not from the mushrik. Meaning I am not upon their way and I am not upon their religion. He himself, I freed myself from shirk. I am not going to do shirk. And nor am I going to be upon the way of the, of the people of shirk. And the explainer says, I'm the Hanif. He is the one, all this being an explanation from the explainer about what, what is meant here. The one who says the shahada. Seeking by that the faith of Allah. He explained, saying the shahada means what? You say it with truth and with sincerity and making your, uh, upon Islam, Islam being, being that. Making one's worship purely and sincerely for Allah alone. And then he gives, he gives those ayahs to show where the word Islam is used and says this is what Islam means. And he says the Hanif, Ibrahim alayhi salam is described as the Hanif. He is one who wants, who does, one, he abandons shirk altogether. Is a person who abandons shirk altogether. And two, he disassociates and declares himself free from it, from shirk. And three, he separates from its people. He, separ- he himself is not upon shirk, he, he take, abandons shirk altogether. He frees himself from shirk. And three, he separates himself from its people. 
And Paul, he is an enemy to its people. He is an enemy to the people of Shirk. And five, he makes his actions, both the inner actions, actions of his heart, and the outer actions, he makes them sincerely and purely for Allah alone. As Allah the Most High said, وَمَنْ يُسْلِمْ وَجْهَهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ فَقَدْ إِسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْقُرْوَةِ الْغُفْطَةِ Surah Luqman, the 31st Surah, Ayah 22. And one who does yuslim wajha, one who submits his face, the same root again of Islam, one who submits his face to Allah. Meaning, one who, one who turns his face to Allah, in explanation they say, one who turns his face to Allah and makes his actions purely for him, and obeys him and follows his legislation. And he is a muhsin, he is a doer of good. Meaning, in doing his actions, he follows that which, and does that which he is commanded, and he leaves that which he is forbidden from. Then he has hung on to the trustworthy handhold. He's just held on to the firm handhold, the firm handhold being that Allah will not punish him. Allah will not punish such a person. Ibn Kathir said that. So, submitting one's faith is to make one's worship pure, such that it is a total denial of any shirk or any hypocrisy. And this is the meaning of the ayah and its life by consent, by total agreement. So this, but this is the sort of person who will be benefited by saying, La ilaha illallah. This person has just been described now. He is the one who will benefit by saying La ilaha illallah. And therefore Allah the Most High said Such a person as this, he has held on to the trustworthy handhold but he will not be punished. And this is, this is contrary to those who say this saying and still they call upon others besides Allah and they supplicate for relief to others besides Him whether they are dead people or absent people those who cannot benefit them nor harm them, as you see most of the creation being like this. So that these people, even if they say it, even if they say La ilaha illallah, then they have mixed it up with such things that will break it. And so it, this saying will not be of benefit to them, unless they say it with knowledge of what it indicates, what it denies and what it affirms. And an a person who is ignorant of its meaning, even if he says it, it will not benefit him because of his ignorance of it and his ignorance of what it means in the Arabic language and what is meant from it because what is meant from it is a rejection of shirk meaning that the shahada la ilaha illallah something is meant, it's not just meant that we say a word which we don't understand and that's it, that's the end of the matter that is not required from us, that is not what is meant from us rather what is meant is that we say that thing knowing what it means and acting in accordance and it meaning a rejection of shirk, that we will not be upon shirk, having said that. And likewise a person who is aware of its meaning, but then does not have certain belief of that. So if certain belief is, is taken away, then there can only remain doubt. And then he goes on, and he, then he goes on from there, and he mentions some of these conditions. These being conditions that a person, and we know the, con the conditions of the shahada, what the first one of them being, a person says it with yaqeen. A person says the shahada, being certain of that meaning. That none has the right to be worshipped except Allah alone. He says it and he is certain of that fact. And the opposite, if a person is not certain of that, then he is doubting that. And he has broken it, he has broken the, the saying, La ilaha illallah, and it will not be of benefit to him. 
And then the, the explainer goes into explanation at that point and some of the some of the conditions. We better leave that, otherwise it will take too long. Carry on from there. Ibrahim alayhi salam is very often described as being the Hanif. Then the, the explainer says the Hanif is one, and then he, he mentions five things necessary. He is one who abandons shirk. Alladhi taraka shirk. He abandons shirk. Ra'atan. Altogether. Not his, mostly his abandoned shirk, but there's a little bit which he carries on with. Still wears amulets around his neck or still does so on. No, all of it. He's abandoned it altogether. That's the first thing. Secondly, وَتَبَرَّ aminhu. He has freed and disassociated himself from shirk. I mean, he's not sitting on the borderline that shirk is, he sees Tawheed, and he says, yeah, I like Tawheed, but shirk is still, you know, alternative or something, or still alright, or something, you know, no. He has disassociated himself from shirk, and altogether, he's cut himself off from it. Three, وَفَارَقَ أَهْلَهُ He has cut himself off from his people. He's not anymore allied with the people of shirk, he's in alliance with them, he thinks, I'm a person of Tawheed, but I'm, I've got an alliance with this party or these people and, you know, they're, they're mushriks, but I'm whatever. And he still has alliance with those people, sure. No. He has disassociated, disassociated himself from his people. وَعَادَاهُمْ And has become an enemy of them. And as we know, Ibrahim did all of these things. We know that from his life story. He's become an enemy of them. And the fifth point, that he has made all his uh, inner actions and his outer actions, his actions of the heart and his tongue and the body, all of his actions, inner ones and the outer ones, he makes them purely and sincerely for Allah alone. He didn't worship Allah and then a little, and then, and then just one day in a year or one day, then he goes to a grave and seeks some intercession from somebody in the grave. No. All of his actions, every single one of his, of his actions of worship, he makes purely and sincerely for his Lord alone. They're the five things you mentioned. Itban, Ibn Malik. The nature of the second hadith. Being Itban, Ibn Malik, Ibn Amr, Ibn al-Ajalan, al-Ansari, from the Ansar. From the tribe of Banu Salim ibn Awf, famous companion who died in the Khilafah of Muawiyah, radiallahu an. Then to continue with the explanation of Kitab al-Tawheed, then we're still on the second chapter, and we'd reached the hadith of Itban, with the wording, and this being part of the hadith, that Allah... Allah has made forbidden for the fire one who says that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah seeking by that the faith of Allah and the explainer was concentrating on the last part of the hadith seeking by that the faith of Allah and saying uh, to, to summarize that this necessitates that the person says the shahada with, sincer- with sincerity and purity of his worship 
means he says it and doesn't break it by giving worship to others besides Allah. Rather that he makes his worship purely and sincerely for Allah. And that will be then he will then be doing it sincerely seeking the face of Allah. And that he does it truthfully. I mean, he says this thing and he actually believes it. And he says it in accordance with what he believes. And he's saying it truthfully. And that both these are essential. Just as it is essential that he knows the meaning of it and what it denies and what it affirms. It denies worship for everything besides Allah and affirms worship for Allah alone. So, in other words, he was commenting on some of the conditions of the shahada. Well, the conditions that should be well known, the conditions for the saying of the shahada, in order that the person saying La ilaha illallah should benefit him. So he reached the point where he says, to go back slightly, so it will not benefit the person who says this, says it. It will not benefit him unless he says it with knowledge of what it denies and what it affirms. And the one who is ignorant of it, even if he says it, then it will not benefit him because of his ignorance of its true meaning in the Arabic language. That which it is intended for, which is a rejection of shirk. Likewise, if he, know, if he is aware of its meaning, but is then not certain, does not have certain belief upon that, then if, if certain belief is not found, then doubt will be present. And he's saying, obviously, doubt is just a certainty, certain belief, yaqeen, is one of the conditions for saying La ilaha illallah. But the first, obviously, the first condition being knowledge, and the second being certainty. They say that it's opposite, the opposite of certainty is doubt. So if a person says the shahada being doubting, doubting it, then he has brought his is not fulfilled his conditions, it will not benefit him. And he says, indeed, this is a restriction that is mentioned. Because, obviously, you'll find some texts that say, whoever says, La ilaha illallah, will enter paradise. Some texts with no restrictions mentioned. But then you'll find other texts which mention restrictions here, as in this one, the hadith of the t- chapter, seeking by that the faith of Allah. He who says, uh, the one who says La ilaha illallah seeking the face of Allah. So it's not allowed for us when the Prophet lays down a condition, mentions something, to then ignore that thing. The Prophet mentioned it because it's important. So here he mentioned seeking by that, saying La ilaha illallah, seeking by that the face of Allah, and the explainer explained what that meant. And here he says, and there's a further hadith where the Prophet said, that he who says La ilaha illallah, غير shakin, not doubting about that. In other words, uh, there's a further hadith here, which denies, says that he who says the shahada, having no doubt about that. So not having, so saying it and not having doubt is a further condition. One of the conditions is not to have doubt. In other words, to have certainty, the opposite of doubt. And that hadith is reported by a Muslim from Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu. That the Prophet said, I testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, and that I am the messenger of Allah. No slave will meet Allah with these two, these two sayings. 
not doubting about them, not have any shak, غير شاكن فيهما, not having any doubt about either of them, except that he went to paradise. So the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, not having doubt has been a condition for acceptance of the shahada. In that hadith you'll find in the translation, Sahih Muslim, volume 1, hadith number 41. So the, the explanation continues, therefore, it will not benefit, the shahada will not benefit, except one who says it with knowledge, ilm, and with certainty, yaqeen, of his saying, and with, with truthfulness, truthfully from his heart, and purely from his heart. And likewise, one who says it and he is not truthful in his saying, then it will not benefit him. Due to the fact that his heart is saying something contrary, his heart is upon something contrary to his tongue, as is the condition with the hypocrites. Those who say it with their tongues, that which is not in their heart. As occurs at the start of Surah Al-Baqarah, where the hypocrites are described, being those who say that we believe with their tongues, whereas in their hearts they are unbelievers. So those who say the shahada with their tongues, and they do not believe it in their hearts, likewise it will not benefit them. He says, and this is the condition, likewise this is the condition of the mushrik. I mean a, mush, a, a mushrik, a person who does shirk, even if he says the shahada, likewise it won't benefit him either. Because it will not be accepted from a mushrik. Because Committing shirk is a denial of al-ikhlas. Committing shirk is a denial of purity of one saying it purely. If one is, commits shirk, then he cannot say that he is a person who is purely upon la ilaha illallah. And he's saying it with purity of intention and purely from his heart. Because if he's doing shirk, then there is some, some, there is some love in his heart for other, other besides Allah, whom he then worships besides Allah. So it will not be accepted from a mushrik. And due to what this saying indicates or follows on from it necessarily, that is a denial of shirk and the necessity of freeing oneself from shirk and of what making oneself, one's worship purely for Allah alone, giving no partner to Him. This is what this word indicates necessarily. And one who is not upon that, then it will not benefit him to say, La ilaha illallah. As is the case with many of the idol worshippers who say, and when he says worshippers of idols, he's talking about from this ummah now. He says, those idol worshippers who say, La ilaha illallah. And yet, they deny what this word indicates with regard to purity of worship. And they are enemies of its people, the people of Tawheed, you'll find that these worshippers of others besides Allah, from this Ummah, they are enemies of the people of Tawheed. And they assist shirk. And they assist the people of shirk. Whereas, and then he goes back now to say what the true meaning of the shahada should be. He says, whereas the Khalil, Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he said this, when he said this word to his father and to his people, he said, إِنَّنِي بَرَاءٌ مِّمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا الَّذِي فَطَرَنِي فَإِنَّهُ سَيَحْدِينَ وَجَعَلَهَا كَلِمَةً بَاقِيَةٌ فِي أَقِبِهِ Surah Al-Zukhruf, the 43rd Surah, 26 to 28. 
that noble prophet, the father of the prophet, who has described an example for us, his, his way in the religion, the way that we, we are to follow, what he said, and he was the person of Tawheed, the person of Tawheed, what he said was, I am free from that, to his father and to his people, I am free from that, which, what you worship, whatever you worship, I am free from whatever you worship, except for him who created me. Because he will guide me. And he made it, Allah made it a saying that remained, or to persist, in his offspring, in the offspring of Ibrahim. So even until, from the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam, even until the time of the Prophet sallallahu it remained, that saying remained. Even though the people twisted and so on, saying remained. <coughs> and it is, that saying that remains is, La ilaha illallah. And Al-Khalil here, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he mentioned it in this ayah, in its meaning. The, that which it is placed, placed with regard to its meaning, and which it indicates, and it is to free oneself from shirk, and to make worship purely and sincerely for Allah alone, and to attribute no partner to Allah in it, as has been affirmed already. Then he says, and likewise, one who says the shahada, but he doesn't accept what it demands with regard to making worship purely for Allah, then his saying this word will be a lie from him. I mean, a person who says, La ilaha illallah, but still he persists upon shirk, then he'll be lying in his shahada. Indeed, he is a person who has turned upside down that which it indicates, so that he has affirmed what it denies. He has affirmed what the shahada denies with regard to shirk. And he has denied what the shahada affirms with regard to making worship purely for Allah alone. And this, that what we have mentioned, is the condition of the majority of this ummah after the three generations. And the reason for this is ignorance of its meaning and the following of desires. So this is something, following of desires, this is something that leads away from following the truth and from following that which Allah sent His messengers with, with regard to singling Him out in worship, that which He prescribed for His worshippers and that which He was pleased with for them. And that's the end of his comments upon this hadith. And Ibn Thaymeen, Hafizahullah, just makes the point, the, part, the end of the hadith, where it says, bidhalika Allah, he says, La ilaha illallah, seeking by that the face of Allah, Ibn Uthaymeen says, one who truly seeks something, must do everything within his ability to reach it. If one is sincerely seeking something, then he must do everything within his ability to reach it. Therefore, actions are necessary. Saying, a person says the shahada, truly seeking by that, and he's sincerely and truly seeking Allah's face by that, then he must act. Because it's necessary that a person is truly seeking something, he'll try to, he'll strive to his utmost ability to do that, to, to retain that. So the actions that Allah prescribed are necessary, therefore. And Ibn Al-Taymain, finally on that hadith, he says, and this hadith contains a proof against three deviant sects, against the Murji'ah and the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila. The Murji'ah being on one extreme, and the Khawarij and the um, Mu'tazila being on the opposite extreme. He says it's a response to the Murji'ah, since they say it's enough to say, La ilaha illallah. This is a saying that you commonly hear 
and the same you commonly find in the books of the of the, the people who write. The one who says La ilaha illallah, he's the person's paradise, full stop, and that's the end of the matter. This is the saying of the Murjia. He says it's a rejection of them, because they say it's enough to say La ilaha illallah without seeking Allah's face by one's actions, by deeds. Meaning one says this, says the shahada, then he has to act according to what they're saying. If he's truthful and sincere in it, which is a condition for it, then he has to act and do the actions that this saying demands. Otherwise he won't be truthful to it. And it's a rejection of the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila. Because what is apparent from this hadith is that one who commits major sins will not be consigned eternally to the hellfire, even if he deserves punishment. Because the hadith mentions that he, Allah will forbid for the fire one who says La ilaha illallah, seeking by that the face of Allah. So it's mentioned that he's forbidden for the fire. He won't. Either he won't enter the fire at all, or if he enters it, he will not be, he will not be allowed to stay there forever. Which is a rejection of the saying of the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila. <laughs>